Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I think 32 head coaches, you know, are uh, always going to want that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do the best job you can with, with the players that you have. And I think um, even even the best ones, you know, there, there are some things that you're limited to. So I think you have to, you know, play their strengths. And when they have a lot of strengths, then you can play more to it. That was Doug Marone. He was asked about franchise quarterbacks. And obviously... <laughs> Life's a lot easier if you have one. What was interesting about the response is it obvious? It's a it's a story that just in Jacksonville you haven't been able to find one. And quite frankly, it looks like I'm not going to be able to find one with this guy either. Mm-hmm. Opportunity's been there, but seven games in, the answer is no. Like it's not even like, hey, what do you think the answer is? No, the answer is no. Like the answer is like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. And I, I also thought what was interesting is Doug never spun the question to kind of be like, yeah, well, Gardner's good at this just because he, he almost did. Like he said, he's like, even when you have great ones, they have weaknesses. You know, there's stuff you have to work around. That's what he just said. You just heard him. But he never really spun that around to be like, you know, listen, and you're probably asking this in relation to Gardner and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like he really avoided that part. You know, he just frankly answered the question, too. But it it was, in my opinion, telling that he didn't bring up Gardner. Yeah. You know, and I don't think they're hiding this. I think his answer to the question last week about would you consider benching him? uh, He said something to the effect of I'm paraphrasing. Everything's on the table um, with every position is how he always treats those kind of questions. But then he said Sunday he never thought about benching him after the game. So he was very adamant about that because I think he saw the headlines. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, the, the, the bottom line is, given the fact that they're still trying to figure this thing out, I don't think Doug's putting it all on Gardner. But I think it's a pretty widely acknowledged now that he's not playing well and he's not playing well enough. And uh, almost more what the coach is not saying indicates that. Mm -hmm. DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, what they've said, their body language shows frustration. doesn't mean they hate the guy. doesn't mean they don't believe in the guy and think that he can turn around. But right now, the few weeks, these last few weeks, there is no doubt he is not playing good enough football for this football team. Uh, It is your job in this game as a QB to yank your team out of a rut. Correct. And right now, Gardner Minshew isn't doing it. In fact, he can't yank himself out of a rut. Uh, his numbers, again, I think he had like a 96 rating and two touchdowns the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, it's not 98 yards and three interceptions, Cam Newton. Correct. Like, that was, but I'm telling you, the way Gardner's played almost feels like that. Well, exactly. And, and here's why, Brent. We always talk about the game being three phases, right? You got special teams, you have offense, and you have defense. We know what the defense has been like this year. We we see what the special team has been like the past you know five six weeks now, and hopefully that gets changed on a little bit. Don't get me wrong, the special teams had a great play. I should I should say the pump block was obviously a huge momentum swing, and it, it was a uh, it was an energy booster. Let's just say nice to see for First the Jaguars. Two thousand twelve. No kidding. Yeah. Do, do you know who had that one? Uh, I read it Scooter. today. Well, the first touchdown. First I think, touchdown. Since 12. 
Uh, in fact, Last block, I think, was Scooter against right. the Cowboys. That's a good call. It, Scooter blocked one. But okay. the I remember being like, it's been so long, the last guy was Dan Scooter. Yeah, uh, and, then he, and then he trademarked Puntonville. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I got it. The thing I remember from that punt, though. the thing I remember is in the post game when we asked him about it, he's like, yeah, we've we've known that one was available at any time. Well, why'd you wait till the end wow. of the season in that so game? For that one. What are you doing? <laughs> that, that was a deciding factor. Whoever, that is a great that's call. What, that's what Scooter said? Who that was a soundbite. That was Scooter a soundbite. It was like, yeah, we, we knew we could do this like at any time. It's like, well, we why had you never said it? We had it in our back pocket the whole time. Like, Last I, game I think season. he was more specific to the game. That game. It's like, it presented itself so. the whole game. It's like, yeah. well, why didn't you just punt block every time then? <laughs> like, by, that might have been your best offense. Yeah. But what... The last one was a guy by the name of, and I don't even remember this guy in 2012. My teammate would have been. You remember Mike Harris? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I remember yeah, him? He's a receiver, right? Wide receiver. Was he? Mike Harris? I'm pretty sure I'm he was pretty a sure I read Mike Harris was the last punt block for a touchdown for the Jags in 2012. I forget. Somebody had that today. I was reading Twitter. Uh, and I, I, sorry, oh, I won't even give no, you credit. No, I'm way off. He was a cornerback. Sorry, Mike. My bad, dude. Uh, cornerback out of Miami. Yeah, I don't remember him. Yeah, S- six-round pick. Huh? Mike Harris was a six-round pick of the Jags? Yeah, if we're talking about the same Mike Harris here. That draft I, was right before I got here. So read him and weep. <laughs> yeah, played for the Detroit Lions, uh, New York Giants a little bit. Why don't I remember? He, he played at Florida State. Right here. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was looking over here. High school uh, High school is Miami, Florida. Sorry. Oh, you know what? I do remember this He recovered now. a black punt and returned for I touchdown. D- I, do remember, I do remember Harris. I can visualize him. I can picture him he now. Dreads, now the, though, Florida right? State, the Florida State connection, actually, is the one that got me to yeah. me. Um, he had dreads and a goatee? Honestly, we blocked listen, out most of 2012. Wikipedia is not doing it as, as of I. I think you're right on the dreads. I don't know about the goatee okay. part, but I'm pretty sure you're right about the dreads. I'm, who knows? I'm probably off again. Sorry, Mike. My dipad here. I thought you played... <laughs> I thought you were a wide receiver. But I'll I'm tell you sorry. what, I will say this, well, and maybe I'm losing it, yeah. but I don't remember the play. Okay. Like, I don't remember the play. You were on the team. Do you remember the punt block mm-hmm. So, anyways, what I was getting back to, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember the play at all. Hey, Brent, it was, listen, a lot, a, lot, a lot of us blacked out hey, from that season. That, a lot of us checked each bar time. Uh, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Say, we flushed that one out of our memory. Well, that, too. You flushed it with something well, else. With, with some basic <laughs> beverages, let's just yeah, say. the same beverages. I don't know what you're talking about, Brent. With that being said, though, so listen, so there's three phases. There's special teams, offense, and defense. And right now, the defense and special teams, they're not playing up to par, right? So that's when you need your offense to step up a little bit. And that's when a quarterback can change a lot of the things. That's when a dynamic quarterback can elevate the guys around him, whether it's on offense and special teams, and make up for some of those mistakes. Right now, we have Gardner Minshew, who's, you know, it's been kind of a roller coaster of a year so far. He's shown some great spots, and he's shown some bad spots. But my point is that he hasn't had the ability so far this season to elevate to the play where it's like, you know what, our defense, we're not worried about that. You know, our special teams, we're not worried about them because we have a quarterback to get the job done. And that's been the biggest difference this year, I think, with Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I agree with that. He's, can he dig out of it? You know, maybe this break will do Gardner well. I, I don't know. Sitting on it, I feel like playing usually gets you out of it more, but instead of sitting on it, but playing the last few weeks hasn't. He wasn't awful. Sunday, like it, he was awful two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but Sunday, he was. I didn't think he was terrible. It's just not enough still. Yeah. And there's just something amiss. There's just something wrong, and he can't seem to get out of it. And he's got to be the guy. If you're going to be the guy, you've got to be the guy to bring the team out of it. Mm-hmm. That's just the nature of the position. And you can't play this poorly this many times now. And it, it's been too much, too much uh, for this Jacksonville Jaguars team. 
I want to hear a little bit more from Doug Marone, Stewart, if we can, because he was asked today. Did you see the report where Quinn and Williams, Quincy yeah. Williams' brother, correct, former top five pick of the Jets, yeah. is openly on the trade market. Yep. They're, they're trying to trade him away. Yeah. Uh, the trade deadline comes up next Tuesday, mm-hmm. and so we we got a question on Twitter about it too. Would the Jags be interested? Would you be willing to give up picks? Uh, <laughs> second round pick, I think, is what they were looking for, and and they said picks. So it's a couple of them. Sure. He hasn't lived up to the hype, but the Jags, with what they don't have on the interior right now, and this could be a building block for years. He's a young guy, so this isn't one of those rentals. This could be something that you could bring on board if the price is right. Seems to make some sense for me. We'll get into that in a bit more, but I want you to hear what Doug Marone said when he was asked the question. And we as coaches don't do that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Because it it creates another step for, well, this guy can't play, go out, get me another guy. No, bull****. You know, you got to get this guy better. You got to get him to play as good as we can. Am I open to get our team better? Absolutely. You know, but am I the person that's out there looking to see what how these guys are playing and what's going on on other teams? I, I don't have. I can, I'm not afforded that time. So that's very interesting, right? Doug yeah. Marone says basically he said at the start of that when asked the question that's probably a better question for Dave Caldwell to answer. Yeah. Well, you know what it reminded me of when he said this and listen I've praised Doug Marone for his news conference today. I thought he said a lot of good things and and in his situation there's not a lot of easy good things to say. But I'm going to criticize him here for this because I believe the last few years we we think Tom Coughlin was running things. Correct. And so when he would say hey you got to go ask the guys down the hall. I'm coaching the team. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. Well, what changed this year and the dynamic is that Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell were working hand to hand, hand in hand to make some of these decisions. I'm not saying Doug is scouting, and I'm not saying Doug's making all the personnel decisions. But it seemed like, at least perception wise, there was more of an influence from Doug going into this year than there was at all in the last three years. Yeah. Let's. I'm sorry. No. Well, so my point is. If there is a guy that can help you out, save your job, yes, and make this team better, mm-hmm. go down the damn hall and tell him I want him. Exactly. Why not? Listen, Can't you do that as a coach? Yes. L- come on. I mean, of course. When you're the head coach of an NFL team, no, you're not watching other players and scouting other film because obviously you have your own team to worry about and your own guys to worry about, and yet your job is to get them ready to play. At the same time, though, being a head coach in the NFL also gives you the power and it gives you the job to manage the roster. You say who starts. You say who sits. Now, obviously, a coordinator has the say as well, but the head coach has the final say. So it's up to you who gets benched. It's up to you who's the starter, and you work the roster like that. That's the head coach's job. So if you're the head coach and you take a look at the personnel right now and the roster and you say, well, you know what? Our interior defense, I don't know. It could be better. Then why wouldn't you take the you know the, the first opportunity to go down the hall, talk to the scouting department or whoever is making those calls and be like, hey, Quentin Williams, tell me about him. What do we got there? Takes you all show what, me some tape. ten minutes. Takes all you all what maybe an hour, especially during a bye week. What are we talking about right now? Like, is the goal to get better or is the goal just to say, well, we got what we got and let's feel miserable and let's keep on going with it? Come on. I, I'm gonna give Doug a one pass on this, okay? Because this is how I thought he was gonna answer. It's I like, sound like Joe Biden. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I, on, I, I was gonna get. I'm gonna say this about Doug in this context. I thought Doug wouldn't even comment on it. Yeah. Because I thought he'd say, "Hey, listen, I'm not gonna comment on another team's player." 
All right. We hear that a lot. And that, there's a little bit of a slippery slope there. And so yeah, the unwritten rules and, and maybe the written rules of what you can and can't say. And so well, I, I thought he'd answer the question that way. But he didn't necessarily answer the question that way. But let's be truthful here, too, Brent. If he was to say, well, yeah, we love Quentin Williams. Well, the Jets see that now. And all of a sudden, more draft capital is being asked to trade him away. And, and that's my point. My yeah. point is he doesn't, he doesn't need to tell the media yeah. that. But... The way he said it made it sound like it was still Tom Coughlin in the building and Coughlin and Caldwell are making these decisions. Listen, that's what changed this year, Doug. Doug, you have the right to go down and say, I want this guy. I need this guy. I thought this was a group effort with you and Caldwell. So when I heard it that way, I was like, well, wait a minute now. I mean, come on. My job's on the line. My defensive interior absolutely stinks, Mm -hmm. isn't getting anything done. My defense is awful. I'm going to go down and say, let's take a look at this. But again, I'm not telling you that he had to tell the media that. Just the way he phrased it was like, ah, yeah, I mean, personnel, I coach the guys that they give me. And no, that's not the way this was supposed to be this year. You were supposed to have more say, I thought. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought you were supposed to have more say. And again, if my job is on the line right now, and I think getting this football team a little bit better and getting us some more wins and maybe getting my job saved yeah. is go get more players to help with all the draft capital you have. Everson Griffin just got traded to the Lions. They're three and three. It's not like they're six and one. You know, if I think I can get this team better right now, mm-hmm. well, then I'm going to go down that damn hallway and say, let's go get better. Well, and do you know why the Lions traded for him? Because Matt Patricia wants to keep his job. Right? We heard it when they played in Jacksonville. The rumors before the game was if Patricia, if Matt, if Patricia, if Matt Patricia doesn't win this game, he could be gone. Well, what happened? Lions win. Now they're on a winning streak because supposedly, maybe, once again, could be just a rumor, Matt Patricia's job was on the line. So, like, to prove your point here, though, like, for instance, take the Seahawks, right? Seahawks on defense, not what they used to be. But you mean to tell me Pete Carroll didn't see Jamal Adams was eligible on the trading block? Jamal Good Adams speaking example. out? And you don't think Pete Carroll went to John Schneider and said, hey, John, I don't care what it costs. We're getting uh, Jamal Adams here because he's going to fit our team. He's going to help our defense. And maybe John Schneider was like, whoa, we just paid Russell Wilson all this money, Pete. Like, let's calm down a little bit now, man. Like, we're more of an offensive oriented. No, to heck with that. Jamal Adams makes us better. Make it happen. And guess what? They made it happen. Listen, if Doug Marone was here right now and we go to commercial break and Doug might be say exactly what you kind of just said. And it, this is in the context of it. What do you want me to sit there and tell you guys that we really like Quinn and Williams? <laughs> and so we can go now it's going to cost us two second round picks. Yeah. You know, we're not going to say that. So I, I understand it. But just the way the it kind of came out, the answer it came out was like, wait a minute. Now, nah, I'm just coaching the players they give us. So is this th- what this does? I've seen this er- enough. OK, I saw it with Jack Del Rio. Uh, I saw the separation happen between even Caldwell and Gus Bradley, who are aligned. And then, bam, they start separating toward the end. And what I'm wondering is going on here at times, given what Doug has said, is, listen, this team's just not good enough. Like uh, that guy's the one making the decisions and putting this roster together. And the team's not good. Good enough. Like, are we getting to that point where it's like, this is the roster of the guy down the hall assembled, and I've just got to coach him? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what do you want me to do? You see how good this team is, you know, and there's an element of that. See, that's not how I viewed this thing, though. I viewed this thing as Doug and Dave went into Shad Khan in December and said, we think we can do this. And then they said, we like this team. Yeah. And that was it when it was 1 and 0. That was it when it was 0 and 0. And Quite frankly, that's the way it's got to be when it's one and six. You're tied together. Whether you try to separate or not, you're tied together. So 
again, I might be getting a little carried away with the context of what Doug said, but I just hope that Doug Marone and I hope Dave Caldwell, too, Mm -hmm. if you know this guy is available and, and I also think he's disappointed, he has not been worthy of the top five pick. I think Leonard Williams is another one that you could explore. Mm-hmm. Quentin Williams might make more sense because he's he's younger even, mm-hmm. and he might not be as expensive as even a Leonard Williams. But if you can build toward – you can go get another block that's good and better than what you have that will help you out over the last nine weeks because, again – you're not the fans hoping you tank to get Trevor Lawrence. You are in the building trying to win games. Yes. But that person also that you trade for not only helps you the last nine games, but helps you for the next two to three years. Yeah. Well, that is someone the Jaguars should actively be pursuing to build this roster because they got plenty of holes. They should be actively pursuing those kind of players that they think can help them over the last nine games and over the next two seasons after that. We we both know interior is a big need of this team right now, interior defense. Right. And I'm not sure who the big names are out there. I know like Marvin Wilson's up there, but I'm not sure who the big names are right now in terms of interior guys entering the draft. But all I know is you have to ask yourself, does it help to have Quinn and Williams here who's had a couple years in the NFL who's played some pretty high level football? You know, and he's regressed a little bit here or there, but like at the end of the day, a lot better than what you have right now. Would you rather have that and then maybe draft some guy later on in the round and get another free agent in? Or would you just say, no, Quentin, we're all set here, but we like what we got, and then draft somebody, bring a young guy in, and then have to, to develop him, you know, with, with like a new coaching staff and all that stuff. Like, I'd rather have an anchor, a pillar of a guy who's done it a little bit, who you can point to and say, you know what, Quentin Williams is here. At least, like, we're not too worried right now about that interior defensive line. And by the way, I understand that – there's everything's got a price. Mm-hmm. You're not going to just say, hey, yeah, sure, we'll give everything away for a guy who's probably underachieved a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you just said what is most important. Do they make you better? Is it an upgrade? Well, it starts there. Then you ask how much. Mm-hmm. You have got to be saying that in Jacksonville. Is there an upgrade possible? Is there one out? Okay, there's that guy, that guy, that guy. Now what's the cost? That's your second question. Yep. And then you decide whether you want to do it. Listen, if I'm fighting for my job, which we assume they are right now, I don't care about salary cap. I don't care. All I care about is winning ball games. Well, you've got to be a little careful that they have my – I don't think they can just go nuts and then hamper the organization moving forward. No, I, I think they, there's an unwritten rule in their business that says, hey, we're even if we're not a part of it. And if you leave, you left it better than you found You left, it. yes. So and you that get was them, part of this year. You get them, and then you put them on IR to keep the tank going. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm telling you this. Some of the things they've done, and if you don't try to at least pursue it, again, we might never know if they pursue Quinn and Williams. Yeah. But if you don't take a look, well, then, I mean, maybe you are tanking inside. I mean, again, these are sensible plays that at least add up to at least explore. I'm not saying pull the trigger on, but explore. I've got to believe they're doing that. We don't know that. Um, It was just an interesting way that Doug answered that one for me. I I would hope if my job was on the line, I'm trying to go, go get me five new guys at the trade deadline. Let me ask you this. Was this the one thing that bothered you about the the press conference that that you were referring to earlier on in the show? Yes. Okay. Something else bothered you. Bothered me, and we actually heard the soundbite of it, and we'll replay it, and I want you to guess what part of that bothered me. Okay. Uh, More on Doug Marone's news conference today. Uh, Also, uh, a thought or two on the World Series. Game six, it's a big one. It's been a great baseball postseason, if you like baseball. Does it finish up tonight, or will there be a Game 7? That's all on the way here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. They probably already have one. Cornholing.
Austin Lane. You <laughs> can have a call from PR in a little bit here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey. 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 Playing this year, um, putting everything I have into it, not really focusing on next year, whether, you know, I leave or stay or whatever. Obviously, I have the option to do either one. Um, kind of my mindset's been that I'm going to move on, but who knows? There's a lot of things that could happen. That's me after Brent was talking smack about me on Twitter. Uh, it's it's going to be like I'm going to move on, but who knows what's going to happen. I feel like we're putting a lot of eggs into a basket for tanking. Well, it's just tanking. The Jets. I got it. Darnold? Is that Sam Darnold? I was going to say Sam Darnold. No, who, who are you tanking for? Oh, that's oh, Trevor Lawrence. Trev- oh, yeah, there was that storyline today. So, can you you want to play that again? It's like, is he going to come back to Clemson or not? Yeah. He ain't coming back to Clemson. Playing this year, um, putting everything I have into it, not really focusing on next year, whether, you know, I leave or stay or whatever. Obviously, I have the option to do either one. Um Kind of my mindset's been that I'm going to move on, but who knows? There's a lot of things that could happen. Who knows? I want to see who's available in number one for the draft. Yeah, I think this is just – I do sense that some – you know my first reaction to this was? What's that? Whatever his future agent is or this kid's savvy enough to know, hey, build up. Build it up a little bit. It's yeah. okay. There's nothing wrong with building up people talking about you. Uh, it's not going to do any harm. It's not going to distract from what we're doing right now. You know – I, I don't I, – I feel like these guys could simply say, hey, unless something crazy happens, of course I'm going to the draft, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But for some reason they don't. Nobody ever does. Like you know they're going or you think they're going or it makes perfect sense to go. And I know when everybody brings up Peyton Manning, it's – Eli it, Manning? Oh, going back to school? Well, well Eli Manning saying he's not going to go yes. and play for yes. – uh, yeah, and people wondered that about Burrow a little bit because yeah. he kind of hinted at something. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, there's too much money. There's way more money than when Peyton Manning said, "I'm going back to school." Yeah, it's a dangerous game. We've seen too many guys have, from Marcus Lattimore to others. Mm-hmm. I know it's not running back and quarterback, but I get you love the college game. I understand all that stuff. I understand you could pick what situation you want to go into. That's what Trevor Lawrence can do. And he could potentially do that. Yes. But you also don't, you're not guaranteed to get a good situation the next year. And then you risk losing a lot of dollars. There is just no way that he does not come out for the draft this year. No way. Okay. Do you give any chance? Go ahead and give me 10%. Like and listen, and I brought this up a long time ago, and it was met with your criticisms, and maybe I'm crazy, but who's to say at the end of the day? And I'm not sure like who Trevor Lawrence grew up idolizing as football teams, but let's just say, for instance, that he doesn't want to go to New York and play for the Jets. Let's say the Jets organization it's a dumpster fire. Let's say by some grace of God, Adam Gase is still the coach, and he rubs Trevor Lawrence the wrong way with the eyes and everything. So let's just say that Trevor Lawrence doesn't want to go to New York. I can definitely hear him saying, you know what, I'm going to go back to Clemson for another year, or I'm not going to play for New York, so you guys better do something, because if you draft me, I will not play. I can always see that. I can't. With, with a modern era football player, you know what that's going to happen? 
No, no. And a, and a once-in-a-lifetime guy like Trevor Lawrence, you, you, you couldn't even fathom no, that but, happening. Well, by the way, he's not once-in-a-lifetime, okay? He's not. Okay. Well, you know what the last once-in-a-lifetime guy was, I know once-in-a-generation guy was, was Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was very good. Won zero Super Bowls. Okay, listen, I hear you, but when's the last time after a freshman campaign people were talking about someone being the the first pick overall, like, day one, after their freshman campaign? Go ahead and name one. Very true, and, and Luck is probably the closest. Oh, Peyton Manning as probably. Pre- the- as freshman? Well, I don't. Uh, As I don't know. I don't remember the temperature around Manning. On, I was man. in college. Yeah, yeah. But no, Luck, I believe, was really close to, uh, like, as a freshman saying, this is the next great thing. Okay. I, I think. And that might have been his sophomore year. I don't, yeah. I, so, but my point is it was early on. Okay. Um, But you're right about Lawrence in terms of saying that. I, I guess my view of it is there are so many quarterbacks. I mean, Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow. Right. Uh, Kyla Murray could be Kyla Murray. You've yeah. got all these quarterbacks that are coming out and doing really good things, even as young players. Yeah. That I, I'm not sitting here saying Trevor Lawrence is like going to be the greatest thing ever. There's no guarantee. He looks like a can't miss guy, but there's certainly I don't even view him as can't miss as, as they viewed luck. Like luck was like a no brainer guy that was going to be able to get out here and be very good in the NFL and probably immediately. And he was. Yeah. But, I think but, Lawrence uh, will have way more bumps in the road. No, I hear you, man. But I'm, I'm just saying the day one hype is by far more with Lawrence than Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, his, his freshman year. Andrew Luck threw for three, 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. All right. Trevor Lawrence, his freshman year. Through four, 30 touchdowns and four interceptions, Yeah. right? So you can't sit here and tell me yeah. that the temperature was even remotely close between Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence for freshman year. So, like, see, to me, it's been predestined since the Nets championship game of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and, and you're right in that. Yeah. It has been predestined, and he won a national championship, too, and, yeah. and Luck didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So he was on that stage where it's like, oh, boy, look yeah. at this, right? Um, and listen, I think I, I'm, this is not a knock on Lawrence. I think Lawrence very good. I'm just saying nowadays you got a lot of guys – you don't have to be the number one overall pick, or you can be the number one overall pick of the last couple of seasons to be a good quarterback. Yeah. You know, remember that used to be a 50-50 crapshoot? <laughs> well, all of a sudden, the last two seasons, you got two guys that look like they might be MVP candidates. Yeah. Not this year. I'm just saying eventually. Yeah. So, I mean, th- now it's not as hard maybe anymore. Yeah. Now that the game is adapted, it just might not be as hard. Joe on Periscope wants to know, what about Trey Lance? Does he have a cracker deal right out of the right out of the boot, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Is he right in there? Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty, now that's a, that's like a deep cut right there. That's good. Huh? Lance Cracker. Just like we said, yeah. if Justin Fields comes here, Fields Auto. Boom. Yeah, done. I mean, that's just, give me a fee. Fifty percent. About me. So my greatest sports moment when I hit a game-winning home run to go to the Little League World Series. Uh, they got Austin's quality crackers for for a snack time, like the the, the, the coach's dad did. Got us Austin quality crackers. Remember Austin's quality. No. Didn't spell my name right, but it was still a pretty cool gesture. I actually saw somebody. I think it was somebody in town. You know, they uh, were driving around. They had their trailer, and it was like Austin's lawn care or Austin's landscaping business. I was like, we got to get that guy on. Oh, dude, we're talking about sponsorship. So Lane's Porta Potties is big around the area. Really, Lane's Porta Potties, yeah. I mean, how many? We just making this into I heard a they're sales number two referendum? in the region. Hey, but do you want me to endorse porta potties? <laughs> I like that store, nicely done. I mean, listen, just lost you, that endorsement. You, yeah, you don't get that with coos. Now, let's be honest. You're not getting that kind of. You know, I, I'm not going to say the word I was going to say, but you don't get that kind of stuff with coos. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, it's like this with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is a lot to me like Eric Bieniemy. Okay, Bieniemy is no doubt. 
like the clear cut guy to give a chance to as a head coaching mm-hmm. head coach. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean he's going to be great. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean he's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. He might be, but it's not like he's this can't miss guy to be successful. Yeah. Everybody, it, it's the way we work now. Everybody's the the latest and greatest, mm-hmm. and we hype them up and hype them up and hype them up, and they it's very hard to live up to the hype. Lawrence has been fantastic, and Lawrence is no doubt the number one pick, and he's, he can't lose the number one pick yeah. unless he decides to go back to Clemson. It's the only way he can lose the number one pick. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean he's going to be great. I think he's going to be at least very good. I don't know if he's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, that's just the nature of that position and, and the way the way it works in the NFL. Uh, cool. So I, I just don't see – I really cannot come up with any sensible reason why he would go back to school. Like yeah. there's there's nothing. Like even the COVID-19 stuff a- actually encourages him to come out of college and go to the pros. No, for sure. No, I, listen, I agree with you. Once again, I'm at 10%. I'm saying I'm at you never none. know. Okay. Like I'm a clear-cut 0% that he... Going to put the house on it. Yes. All right, fair enough. And to answer the question, too, about Trey Lance, listen, I mean, he is the ultimate wild card, right? Because we haven't seen a lot of Trey Lance. All I know, is I'm going to go off of what people have told me, close to the situation of Trey Lance and formerly Carson Wentz. What I've heard, and this is what was told to me, is Carson Wentz, when he was in college, he made some pretty like, great plays. And like you saw, he could be special one day. What I heard about Trey Lance is that he makes the oh wow plays like this guy compared to Carson Wentz like this guy could be the next big thing. Not sure if Carson Wentz was ever told that in college. Now, obviously Carson Wentz has been on a roller coaster ride of productivity and you know downplay. I'm just saying Trey Lance is definitely the ultimate boomer bust guy in my opinion. I still feel like I I don't I know Wentz is struggling right now. I'll still take Carson Wentz, yeah. and I'll take I'll take my chances. Mm-hmm. You got to be a little better around him than than they are right now, yeah. and they're in a funk for some reason. Uh, he might even be in that. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, I your your quarterback is still. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has taken heat. Correct. <laughs> I mean, Aaron freaking Rodgers yeah. has oh, taken yeah. heat. Dude, they, they wanted him out of Green Bay when they didn't go to the playoffs one year. Yeah, they're like he's bossed, he's done. Get him Saints. out of here. Relax. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he has, and he's taken heat countless times. Yep. You know, uh, so it happens. Yeah. And I believe Carson Wentz is still very good. I would be very nervous in Jacksonville if at this stage, and, and I don't have people at, at North Dakota State, and I haven't probably watched enough of Trey Lance, but just. It just feels like if Jacksonville took Trey Lance, it wouldn't work out. Joe thinks the Jets are going to take him, which would be fine. That That'd would be, okay. be fine. We'll take I, Trey Lance. I feel like if the Jags, the Jets kind of move. I feel like if the Jags yeah. take Lawrence or Fields, yeah, they're going to be all right. They have but a me, real good chance to reset things. The one caveat though with that, do you get and they're two different players, but do you get Dwayne Haskins vibes from? Fields, where it was like everyone's talking about Dwayne Haskins being the best Ohio quarterback. State. Yeah, but well, we, that's Ohio I don't State. Know about yeah. Everybody was there okay. Was, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that said Dwayne I, Haskins was the best quarterback of that draft. I was at that combine though, and I really remember people. Some people like, but I mean, you, you see a lot of folks at the combine, yeah, coaches and stuff. Sure. And I remember a lot of people scratching their heads a little bit on it, like kind of right. like I don't know. Al. And then you started hearing you could even slip into the twenties, mm-hmm. you know. And then all of a sudden it was the teen, it was the teens, mm-hmm. and that this was a guy who was like a top five, and a lot of folks in Jacksonville wanted him too. And then he ends up, I think he ended up going seven overall, and the Redskins take him, and here we are. Yes, do I have a a little bit of an issue with an Ohio State quarterback because they haven't produced any. That's fair. It'd be a, it'd be a, um, 
well, well, a hiccup in the process. Well, as crazy as it sounds, I'd be more confident in North Dakota State quarterback right now than I would Ohio State quarterback. Maybe. I just feel like so much has changed, man. I just All told right. you in the last segment, if you can pass for 300 and run for 50, that's the formula now playing the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think both these guys, Fields Lawrence, can, Fields can definitely Fields, do that. and I think Trey Lance can, too. Sure. Uh, I actually don't know about him as strictly as no, a passer can, as much, but yeah, I think... Yeah. I know he can do both. Yeah. And so I believe that's it. Now, if you're telling me they're getting Kyle Trask or, or Mac Jones, mm-hmm. and that's who they're relying on, I'd be really scared. One, because I don't think they're as talented. But two, because I don't think they're that style of quarterback. Statues. We have a new style of quarterback that if you look across the league, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And so these guys, these three guys that everybody talks about right now, they fit the mold. I just feel like Trey Lance might be great. But Trey Lance might be the guy that he better go to a good situation. Sure. And I'm not sure Jacksonville is the greatest situation. We need a savior. Yeah. Like seriously, we need we need in Jacksonville. We need like the freaking man. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you, you know? to say we need a hero? Yeah. Yeah. We need that we need hero. Yeah. We, we seriously do. Like I, I know that sounds overdramatic. Sure. But we need somebody to come in here and say, screw what's happened the last dozen years. And we need it at the, probably the coaching spot, the front office spot, and the quarterback spot. Yeah. And and we need somebody to not care about that and just say, bam, here I am. And I don't care if you throw me, you know, at some high school, yeah. I'm going to make us state champs. Right. You know, no, you're that's right, what man. we need coming in here. And I'm not saying guys haven't tried, well, but and- we haven't been successful finding that guy. Yeah. Gabbert and, wasn't going to be that guy. No. He didn't have the... It's just a bummer, though, because you think Minshew was that guy. Well, right? well we no, let's be honest. Like, we, we hoped. We hoped, I guess. But, like, the story, the style, the attitude, like, it was like a Disney story, man. Like, it was... It was a Disney story with deficiencies, though. That yeah, That's well, why he got picked in the sixth yeah, round. I hear you, right? man. No, These guys check boxes, and they might be that guy on top of no, it. I, I completely understand. I'm just saying, like, it, it's things that we're talking about. We need a savior, a hero, because obviously we're bypassing Gardner Minshew again. Reloading. And it's a tough conversation, but it's the true, it's the true conversation. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. But when we come back, I want we got to have that sound bite. Yeah. What uh, will we'll, we'll the next segment with the sound bite? I okay. want you to guess... What, I had what a bothered with. you? Yes. Because I also have one more thought on Maroon I want to ask. We've been spending a lot of time on Maroon. If it doesn't work out, does he get another coaching job in the NFL? Yeah. Uh, can he be a head coach again? I shouldn't say in the NFL. Can he be a head coach again? Might be in college. What do you think about it uh, when we come back on ESPN 6 9? I'm fired up. You know, however it falls, it falls. But, you know, it's, it's open for me. You know, I've done... You know, crazy before. You know, we took chances on some guys. We took a chance on a guy named James Robinson, and he's playing his ass off. So, you know, I'm kind of fired up, man. Let's go. So, there's something about that soundbite. Yep. That you didn't love. Correct. I feel like when he said uh, something early about me, so it made it sound like me. But I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with. We took a chance on James Robinson. What do we have for Brett Martin, ladies and gentlemen? Nailed it. Because you're – it stuck out to me, too. It red yeah. flagged me. Wait a minute. We took a chance on him. Oh, just just, I mean, just, just speak for me, Brett. I mean, you're doing a great job. You sign undrafted free agents all the time. You did a great job, Brent. Keep going. And you got lucky as hell. Come on. Keep going. You got it. And by the way, I don't – luck is needed. Yes. Everybody, listen, the Seattle Seahawks got lucky yes. with Russell Wilson. Yes. And the England Patriots got lucky with Tom Brady. Thank you. In fact, I believe – you need luck mm-hmm. to win big. Yeah. You have to get lucky. Correct. Like, 
Did the Jags get lucky with Miles Jack? I think the story's still unwritten on Miles, but he fell to the second round. Fair enough. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we could have taken him in the second round, too. Did you get lucky at the time that Jalen Ramsey fell to you at five mm-hmm. instead of somebody else? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas didn't take him. They took Ezekiel Elliott. So, and now you'd say maybe a little unlucky. But, um, but yeah, they got lucky with James Robinson. It's hard to give them too much credit, although they did say after camp, which is a hard move to do, say, it would have taken the guy that ran for 2,500 yards and however many touchdowns and was a fourth overall pick, yeah. and we're going to say see you later because of this guy. No, true. Do give him credit for that. No, listen, give him credit for that, but but here's what I don't – I mean, this kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. It's when – this is just a Doug Marone thing. This is an entire um, league kind of thing because it happens everywhere. But when they want to parade guys like, hey, we'll, we'll take a chance on this guy and look how it worked out for everybody. Like, you're almost bragging like you got James Robinson here. And like you said, he was an undrafted guy. Now, if you drafted James Robinson in the third round and everyone's like, who the heck is this guy? Then you took a chance on him, right? Now, we'll see what happens with Quincy Williams. If Quincy Williams becomes a pro bowler one day or an all-pro one day, yeah, you took a chance and guess what? It panned out. But I can't stand the narrative and I can't stand the dialogue when it's like, well, look at what we did over here. We got this guy, James Robinson. Yeah, you use an undrafted free agent, right? Like, at the end of the day, if you really thought that much of him, you probably should have drafted him first because he's always a risk. He could go someplace else, right? So don't sit here. Like, if you're Harvard, don't sit here and tell me, well, we always like Lamar Jackson. Like, oh, did you? Because you took a tight end before Lamar Jackson, then you traded back up to get him. So how much did you love Lamar Jackson, really, right? There are very few circumstances where you can say, well, we took the risk a little bit. We traded up. I mean, I guess Patrick Mahomes could be that guy because no one said Kansas City. Like, what are you guys doing? Right? Yeah, Mahomes is good. No, yeah. that's foresight. That's saying we're going after yeah, this guy. Exactly. But very few cases can you go if you're a head coach or GM and say, well, look what we got over here. We took a risk on this guy. Wasn't really much of a risk. Yeah, I, I hear you. That's fair. Yeah. It, I, it actually did just, catch, it caught my attention, sure. too. Um, but, you know, <laughs> when you're one and six, dude. I know. You, you got to celebrate your wins. <laughs> you got to showcase them. <laughs> you know, you do have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, if you're not showing showcasing what things have gone well, who yeah, is? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, in, in fairness, uh, you do have to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I just asked this question on social media. I've spent a lot of time on Doug today, and a lot of it positive. Mm-hmm. I know the last couple of things we kind of nitpicked about. But I think he's done. Okay? I, I think they're not surviving this. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to win enough games. I think Dave Caldwell's done. I think it's a complete redo here in Jacksonville. Doug Marone... Got handed a bit of a lifeline from Tom Coughlin mm-hmm. in 2017, and you know what? He's taken advantage of it, and he took advantage of it when they went one and one when Gus was replaced. Uh, he came down here, and it worked out for him. And he's done some good things, and obviously the record the last few years hasn't worked out. Does he coach again? Will he be a, a head coach again at any level, N- yeah. uh, NFL or college? Yeah. So let's start out with NFL, right, where – Obviously, we've seen the success right now of this team, and it's very lacking, right? And I think right now where the NFL is going, it's all about that new blood, right? Very rarely you get like a Ron Rivera where you can kind of recoup a little bit um, and kind of recycle his style and bring it into a culture and a program. Uh, So with that being said, I don't see off the bat a head coaching job in the NFL for Doug Marone, but colleges are always looking, man, right? And and colleges – which I think are, are more, and especially because Doug's got experience in college. Yeah. So that, that's definitely a big check mark there. So with that being said, I think maybe college yeah, head coach. I don't think he'll coach again in the NFL. I wondered if, I'm, I'm, I say head coach, by the way. Uh, I think he could be coach. In fact, somebody earlier said uh, to me, and, and I kind of read it wrong, and so I went back and forth. Um, 
Uh, it was Matt Worth. He said he can literally do nothing. When his time in Jacksonville is done, he will have to return to college football because there's not a head coach in the NFL that would give him a coordinator job. None. And I kind of, I clapped back and said, Oh, Brett clapping back? Yeah. I, I, like I said, really? Not? I said, that's not true. Yeah. And I, I thought he had said coach. He, he said coordinator. Okay. And he might be right on coordinator, although I'm not convinced he doesn't get an offensive coordinator job down the road. Although if you look at the the way the world has gone, the younger yeah. You know, offensive coordinator. Yep. That might be right. I do think any, I, I think there would be twelve coaches that would give him a position, sure, uh, job as yeah, an he offensive wasn't a coordinator lineman. when he got the head coach job here. He, he was the old line. He coach. was the old line coach. Now he was an offensive coordinator back in in New Orleans, but. Who was really the offensive coordinator, I think, is debatable, too, yeah. uh, with Sean Payton. Uh, so Matt said his background is OL and tight end. He's developed neither in his time here. Maybe able to get a tight end coaching job like Freddie Kitchens. No one will give him an OC job. I, I just I just think nobody – he's still a relatively young guy. Yep. I, this, there's a bunch of recycling that goes on in the NFL. We know that. There's a lot of that we don't like. I don't think he'll be a head coach again in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I do think college is a landing spot that could get to him. And by the way, he will come out of this job so much better than he came out of the Buffalo job. Mm -hmm. Because that whole Buffalo, New York Jets thing, and then to land here, this time has done him well. Yeah. I think so much better better yeah. than the Buffalo gig. No, and I absolutely agree. And listen, as we're winding down to the show now, I think and I believe that we're going to have to wait till our quarterback grades for Wednesday because we don't have enough time to break down that Kyler Murray game. So let's do the quarterback grades on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. That's all, it's all good. I'm sure you did because Daniel Jones <laughs> did what Daniel Jones does. It's all good, though, man. How much time do we have left? We got show? tomorrow. Yeah, a minute and a half. I mean, no. do we really need this much sure, time? Not enough time. Not enough time to break it all down, Brent. Sorry. Big game for Kyle Murray. Need more time to break it down. Kyle Allison has compared each of the quarterbacks to a, an anime over the last 10 years. I have. So we, we, we I can't have. do it. Did you really? No. No, I have. I, you come should on. for tomorrow. Because uh, that's going to bring in the – maybe Josh Allen would retweet it. That's about it, man. Yeah. Kyler Murray is one punch man. He is. Do the uh, Dodgers win the World Series tonight? Let's go game seven, man. Let's go game seven. And in that case, it's going to be gone tomorrow. I, I Listen, if you're gone tomorrow, heaven help our ratings, because it's going to be Kyler Murray Appreciation Day tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Stuart? I'm you better board. go on Amazon Prime and get that Cardinals jersey right now, because you ain't getting to the bill if you're not wearing one. Better get overnight shipping. So, but, hey, go up to the race. Just by the saying. way, I think you could have stopped. If you're not here tomorrow, good luck to the ratings. You don't oh. have to explain why. Oh, wow. Okay. Really? All right. Oh, wow. There he is. Oh, wow. Brent, I, I can make one call to CM Punk right now. I'll get us some 5,000 views like it's going out of style. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm shutting down my Twitter for tomorrow's show just to prove a point. Oh, you going to boycott? I have the, I have the login. I'll hey, put it back who's in. Who's going to boycott their own show? How do you do that? Uh, I think the Dodgers are going to win tonight, actually. You think so? Yeah. I think By so. By a lot? I or? think it kind of. I, I like, got a feeling. If you're going to make a bet? Yeah. Because so it's baseball, so i got to watch it? I hope not. We're having a raise party at my house for Ty Guy and some raise, fans. Yeah. Not me, but I raise still party. hope the Rays win. Hey, raise party. Game seven, here we come. And hey, if they win, Cowboy party tomorrow, buddy. Come on, bring your Cardinals jerseys. Live local loud coming up next. World Series Game 6 on ESPN 690 later.